Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We know the picture all too well. A woman wailing beside a husband, father, or son, mercilessly killed for being suspected drug users or peddlers in the country's main streets. Often, women are portrayed as grieving mothers, widows, and orphans, or victims who lost their agency to live and survive. But in Barangay Holy Spirit, a predominantly urban poor community hidden on the hillside slopes of Quezon City, women are breaking the culture of fear and silence. Here, women are empowered to help other women who are in conflict with the law by being paralegals, or grassroots legal advocates, so to speak. This is their story. I'm Mary Jo S. Ramos, Puma Podcast. In this episode, we'll look at the many faces of women rising above adversity. From incarcerated women struggling to build back their lives, to the women leaders in the community who are helping them regain their rights. Cecil Lentojo, a 50-year-old mother of three, spent three years behind bars for drug possession. Hello po ko ng tindahan, itutulog po ako. Ginisignal lang po ko ng laki. Tapos, kinilabas po kami. Kinilabas po ko ng tindahan. Kaya nag-alugog kisi na doon. Pagkatas po nilang mag-alugog, kung ano nahanap nila, sa sinanong nila ako na sa tulog. Sabi ko, wala ko alam dyan. Sabi ko, gano'n. If not for plea bargaining, 
or when a defendant agrees to plead guilty to some or all of the charges in exchange for a lower offense, Cecile said she feared she won't ever get out of prison and see her family again. Aaminin ko daw po para mabilis daw po yung paglaya ko. Nalil sa akin ng attorney na sinabi na, hey, para mabilis na yung kaso mo, para hindi ka na tumagal dito, aminin mo na lang, sabi. Kaya wala po akong magagawa dahil gusto ko po makalaya, inamin ko na lang po. Poverty and economic abuse remain the most common reasons why women commit crimes. In recent years, data will 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 prove that a lot of women in detention had really been accused of. And the, the 2002 uh, comprehensive drugs law is the one being being followed. And community finds that women who are poor also engage in the sale of drugs or. It's in the community, it's rampant, and because their husbands are, are into it, they, they become involved in it. So the reasons are complicated, but it's also due to the poverty of women. That's why they're part of the illegal drug trade. That was Bing Solamo, the director of Filipino Legal Resource Center and also the team leader of the Access to Justice Project for WICL of the UN Women and the Partnership of Philippine Support Service Agencies, or FILSA. WICL stands for Women in Conflict with the Law. Since President Duterte launched a vicious war on illegal drugs in 2016, thousands of women have been arrested. In 2017, around 67% of more than 146,000 inmates were there for drug-related charges. Prisons have also seen a significant increase in the number of women arrested for low-level, drug-related offenses. Incarcerated women or women deprived of liberty constitute a subsector of women in conflict with the law. According to UN Women, the global female prison population jumped by 50% from 2000 to 2015. Bing points out something not many people know. That, yes, the Magna Carta for women covers those in prison, under the Magna Carta of Women, women in detention are included under the women in specially difficult circumstances. So that law actually mandates for our institutions such, such as the PNP, the BUCOR, and the BGMP to give services, including DSWD also, to give services, including legal services for, for w- women offenders. As a mother of five, all Joe and Taperla wanted was to give her family a good life. Taperla, now 40, used to work as a house help in a rich household in Mandawi, Cebu. Ako po ay isang may bahay, and then yung asawa ko po ay isang construction worker. And then bali po ma'am, yung sweldo ng asawa ko po is hindi magkasya sa aming mag-anak dahil kukulangin kasi may mga anak ako nag-aaral, tsaka may mga babayarin katulad ng kuryente. Tubig at yung pang-araw-araw na pangangailangan po ng mga anak ko at amin po, talagang kukulangin siya. And then, suddenly is, sa kawalan po ng kulangan po sa financial po is, nainganyo po ako na magtrabaho po sa isang bahay. Hindi ko naman po alam na ang mga panghanap buhay nila is yung pinagbabawal na gamot ma'am. From there, it was a slippery slope. 
na-close ko na yung amo kong babae. And then, sabi niya, huwag ka na kasi magpakahirap kung gusto mo. Maging ano ka, lethan niya ba ma'am, kumbaga. Tapos sabi ko, kung makikinabang ba ko, eh bakit hindi? Alam mo naman, tao tayo, matinding pangangailangan. Umayon po ako sa gusto niya na ako ang silving carrier ng mga ano niya, pinag-power. And then, sa simula po ma'am, kukonti-konti lang, ganyan. Ang sa akin lang is, may maiwi ako sa bahay. Sobra-sobra, ganyan. And then, hindi ko naman alam po ma'am na ganyan ang mangyayari kasi sa akin lang yung may makain and then may pantawid sa pang-araw-araw. But they plunged deeper into the illegal drug trade, selling and trading larger amounts of shabu. Less than a year into being a drug mule, Joanne and her husband were arrested in April 2018 and have since been detained in Mandawi City Jail. The Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency reported a quote-unquote noticeable trend. More female Filipino drug careers are being exploited by drug trafficking syndicates. Their data showed, as of January 2022, 63% of mules were women. Both Cecil and Joanne were ripped apart from their children. The long periods of incarceration mess with their heads, says Joanne. Asa akin ho, ma'am, is napakahirap po. Ito sa loob. Hindi mo malabanan yung ano, yung ano mo sa mga anak mo, yung mga bumagbagabag sa isip mo. Matindi ho, ma'am, hindi ko ma-explain. Tapos wala kang mapagsasabihan. Ilan-ilan lang yung mga taong close mo dito at napagkatiwalaan. Eksisinungaling na lang ako sa kanila, ma'am, sabi ko. At dito si nanay kasi kailangan ko dito mag-stay kasi nagtatrabaho ako. Pinapaliwanag kung bakit ako nandito kasi hindi pa nila masyadong maintindihan yun. Kami nandito ang dalawa ng papa nila. The UN Women and a consortium of NGOs led by Filsa developed a program called Delivery of Women's Legal Literacy and Access to Justice Services in the Philippines. The theory is that when women are empowered and are knowledgeable of their rights as individuals, they will be able to seek justice for themselves and for other women in their neighborhood. Here's how Bing Solamo describes it. The objective would be to increase awareness of the rights of women in conflict with the law and The method would be to power women so that they can engage with the pillars of the justice system. When the community, especially uh, women's organizations, are empowered, they will act together to sensitize the pillars of the justice system locally and hopefully also at the national level. Sylvia Ala is a paralegal in Barangay Holy Spirit who has been active in church ministries for the poor. She says they've recorded hundreds of cases of extrajudicial killings in their community. Coordinator kasi ako ng ACAP Pamilya Ministry dito sa parokya. Yung ACAP Pamilya, yun yung mga pamilya na naiwan ng mga EJK victims. Sa among yung sampung 
Pare siya na may mga akapamilya sa diocese. Kami yata yung taknad siya dyan. <laughs> yung iba pa niya, hindi documented. Ha? Kasi noong 2017, sabi nga ng pare namin, may ati Sylvia, mga 200 na daw plus. Ayun, ilan lang na document namin, mga 72. Pero nung pandemic, nadagdagan kasi marami. No? Aside from Sylvia, there's also Josephine Bagadyong. Sylvia and Josephine are among the six community paralegals in Barangay Holy Spirit who were trained under the project to document and monitor the cases of WICL. They interview the women, they keep tabs on their cases, and they explain the situation to their families. Here is Josephine. WICL talaga, mahalaga po na talagang maibigay sa kanila yung dapat na karapatan nila bilang WICL. Yun po, napakanaga po yun sa mga WICL na yung karapatan talaga maibigay sa kanila. Karapatan bilang uh, kahit na naman nandun sila sa tulungan, lahat ng uh, karapatan bilang may buhay. Uh, Siyempre, magamata nandun sila sa loob, Nararunasan din nila yung dapat na mangyari na sa kanilang buhay bilang mga WICL. Actually, ano, yung mga pumapasok nila kaso sa amin, kagaya nung mga kasong bausi, pag-request, uh, alam namin yung procedure kung paano gagawin. Kaya napakahalaga yung aming natutunan talaga sa film sa inyong pag-handle ng case dahil nagagamit namin sa aming trabaho sa barangay. In Mandawi City Jail, Alternative Law Group Street Law Philippines implemented a similar paralegal program for women deprived of liberty and the jail officers who take care of them. Joanne was among the women who completed the program. Ako ako sa paralegal agency na nakabinipit ho ng paralegal and UN women's program ho. Kasi ho, dito ko natutunan yung anong unang hakbang, kung anong dapat gawin. Yung mga pwede namin isang guni para sa kapwa namin. Kami, mga paralegal aid kami. Kami yung nakaatasan dito na kumausap sa mga bagong things. Mm ating commit. Kasi nahihiya yung mga bagong commit. Sila sa aming makipag-usap. Kung titingnan mo sila is wala talaga silang mga alam. Ito ang paralegal aid is pwede nila kami kausapin kung ano ang mga dapat gawin, ang mga unang hapwa, tsaka yung mga pamilya nila, kung ano ang dapat. Kaya mas malaki talagang tulong yung paralegal aid. Yung sa hulihan ba? Yung sa warrantless, Mm-hmm. Sabi ko nga, oo nga, no? sa, akin, sa akin, hindi hinuli ako na walang waran. Pero ako mag-ano doon, hindi ko na ano ma, maipaglaban kasi nandito pa ako sa loob ma. Pero mm-hmm. sa ngayon, sa nalaman ko is, pwede ko ano sa abogado na ganyan ang nangyari sa akin. Yung pagkahuli is, pwede ba yung walang waran is basta ka nalang huhuluhin, pasasamahin. Wala naman sila sabi, wala naman sila sabi sa akin at hinuli na ako na walang waran. Kaya nga natutunan ko yun sa paraligan na dapat nag-refuse ako doon sa araw na yun. 
kasi hinuli ako na walang warrant. Tapos, hmm. ang sabi lang is, maitatanong, pwede dalhin kami mag-asawa doon sa opisina, sa police station, kasi maitatanong. Hmm. Adin, yun na. Hinuli na, at saka pinotera hmm. na sa araw na yun. Sabi hmm. ko na, kung may alam lang siguro ako, pwede siguro ako mag-ano doon, mag-review sa mga polis na bakit ako hindi wala namang warat. Yun ang pinakamatumatak sa isip ko, mama. Once out of jail, women in conflict with the law or WICL often find it hard to return to their normal lives and seek new sources of livelihood because of the stigma. Siyempre, ikaw yung subject ng mga chismis. Bakit? Oo, oh, na-pressure siya. Siguro, gano'n, gano'n. So, ang ano nila, ayaw nila nang lumabas ng bahay. Sobrang hiya na nila. Isang trauma na daladala nila yon pagkatapos nilang mapreso. Tapos, isa pa yung, yung sa family nila mismo na pagbalik nila na nadapnan nila na parang Warak talaga mga anak niya kasi both parents, di ba, na, na preso sila. So wala talagang tumutok sa pamilya niya, mga anak niya. Yan ang parang ano niya, nasayang siya. Pero three years ba siya sa preso? Oo, hindi nakatapos mag-aral ng eldest niyang babae na second year college na yon. Tapos yung mga lower years ng mga anak niya lalo kasi... Siyempre, mga dependent pa yun. Ayaw, di ba ang sabi niya, ayaw pinapagalitan ng mga kita. Tapos yung pagkabuhayan nila, hindi niya alam kung saan sila magkumpisa. Mm. Na nakasakit nga yung asawa niya ngayon. Mm. Na-stroke. Oh, Isa pa yun na naging nagdagdag sa burden na, na dalahin niya. For women's rights advocates like Bing, the law can also be an effective tool to ensure the rights of all women, including offenders like Joanne and Cecil, are protected and valued at every stage. One way to address that is to review the law again towards the perspective of harm reduction, the human rights of women and, and men, the human rights-based approach, and the rehabilitation of women and men, Also, to treat drug addiction as a health issue also. Well, at the level of law is to, to look at um, the comprehensive drugs law. Also, uh, there are uh, models like the Banco Cruz, the UN Rules for the Treatment of Women Prisoners, which can really be legislated at both the national and the local level because it uh, spells out how women should be treated in prison. If the institutions such as the police officers, the PNP, the BGMP, and the BICOR really follow existing policies, I think it will be much better. Again, I'm Marijo S. Ramos, a proud women journalist, and you've been listening to Teka Teka Explains. This episode was written in partnership with the UN Women's FILSA Access to Justice Project team. It was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. Follow Teka Teka Explains for more deep dive explainers. And for daily news stories, check out Teka Teka on Spotify or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>